You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. Over the past 50 years, trauma, mental health issues, and self-help have taken a giant leap forward in the vernacular. People are talking about and sharing their experiences more and exploring various modalities to help them heal. Writing one's story has not only been a creative outlet, but it also an important part of an author's healing journey. I'm not there yet, completed story space, but as I've shared on this podcast, I've spent the past year and a half plus working on my own healing and my own story. And I've learned along the way that the path to writing one's personal story isn't always linear. Certain memories arise to be dealt with, while at the same time, obstacles present themselves that need to be moved through to continue with the story. And depending on where you are on your journey, writing about your experiences is very much part of the healing journey. So many of you listening have shared your story already. You've penned your book or you're in the process of writing it. You know, our stories involve conflict and strength. And this is what makes it so interesting to the reader. Literary conflict is broken down into six types, things like man versus man, man versus self, etc. And without this, the story stays flat and it stays surface level. So I've become interested in the concept of writing trauma during the exploration of my own experiences. You know, I've asked myself, like, how do you do this? How do you write your story so that you do justice to your own experience? What are the words? that you own to describe it? And is trauma even the right word for it? You know, imposter syndrome comes on strong here. And I was delighted to discover and attend a panel discussion led by Roxane Gay on writing trauma, what it means to write and read trauma, and how or if we can do so ethically and effectively. Today, I'm sharing my takeaways and epiphanies from attending this panel discussion so that we can all be better storytellers. It was the most thoughtful and engaging hour and a half I've spent in quite a while. The long game is five takeaways on writing trauma. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game, that's my approach to business. You got to show up, you got to do the work, and there are no quick fixes for long-term success. It takes creativity, it takes strategy, and it takes listening to the voice inside you. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, bringing you real-world business-building experiences, conversations with creators who are out there doing it now, and ideas to spark the energy in your own business. And along the way, we're going to have a little bit of fun as well. So thanks for being here, and let's get to today's episode. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be talking about this topic today. This episode is a follow-up story to a story I shared in episode 184. You know, I found this amazing event. I wanted to go to a panel discussion moderated by Roxanne Gay on writing trauma. The night it was being held, both my kids had games in two different towns. And, you know, I'm just at the season in my life where I'm committed to them and not able to go everywhere that I want to. So I RSVP'd for the event anyway. And lo and behold, one of the games 
were canceled. And I was able to drive down to Rutgers University and attend this panel discussion. All right, that's the backstory, which I'm really so glad I did all the things to attend, RSVP, get the parking pass, all those things so that I was ready when I actually was able to attend. So this panel was really the most engaging hour and a half that I have spent in a while. The panel was led by Roxane Gay, who is an esteemed author, having penned multiple books, one about her own trauma story, as well as she's held column positions at both the New York Times and the Washington Post. And she writes on various topics, including feminism, politics, cultural wars, and civil rights, amongst others. And she's really just a badass. And I loved getting to be in her energy. So there were three authors that joined the panel with Roxanne. One was Leslie Jameson, Tochi Anabukchi, and Jacqueline Woodson. And these authors have published both fiction and nonfiction, and each has a distinct point of view when it comes to writing trauma. So I'm going to go through today and reference them by their first names. So Leslie, Tochi, Jacqueline, and Roxanne. And so you've got an understanding of the evening's approach. The description of the panel event reads, Trauma is widely explored in contemporary writing, but all too often, writers are careless in how they depict trauma. In such depictions, trauma serves as pornography, a way of titillating the reader, a lazy way of creating narrative tension. Readers see trauma as it unfolds, but are rarely given a broader understanding of that trauma or its aftermath. And then there are times when trauma is used as a narrative engine, as if the trauma is inherently interesting simply because it happened. So as we all reflect on our own stories, there are so many questions to consider in bringing them out to the world. You know, I've personally grappled with two distinct areas in coming to terms with my writing of my story, and both were addressed in this panel discussion. I almost leapt out of my chair at one so I was really grateful to hear it be addressed in this conversation. I took detailed notes that night, and there were really some themes in the discussion that wholly resonated with me. And, you know, it's just so interesting. So I thought that I am going to be bringing my five takeaways from the writing trauma panel here. All right, so takeaway one. So the first question, the opening question is, how do you write about trauma? And this was really just jumping right in. It's the telling of our story, but can we do it in a way where there is something more than just this experience? And Leslie terms it as modes of survival. What were some of the surprising ways you or the character survived? Ultimately, a trauma story is one of survival. And she goes on to ask, How did you build a new self in the aftermath? You know, and I love this because our stories are about how we came out on the other side. And Jacqueline spoke about the complexity of characters so that their trauma isn't the only thing. And then another thread that this led to is the concept of hope. Roxanne stated that hope allows them to survive. And she asks, what role hope plays in your work? You know, as someone who is interested in the after, she's interested in the after. And at the very end of the the panel discussion, Tochi looped it back around saying, there is the healing part. 
there is more than just the traumatic act that affects or and the effects of the trauma. There's more at work than what hurt us. There's good stuff too. So this concept of hope and survival, number one takeaway. All right, number two, the conversation then moved into explicitness. You know, wanting the trauma a number of the authors wanted the trauma to be unbearable for their audience. You know, they want you to cringe at the experience because they also want to be doing justice to the experience. And Tochi noted how socialization has affected him to writing certain violence. You know, I want to note too that each of these writers comes from a different perspective. You know, there are all kinds of trauma. There's sexual violence, emotional trauma of coming of age, violence that takes place with war. And it can also be childhood trauma, financial trauma, grief, trauma of lived mental illness, or even substance abuse. So there's this opportunity for being explicit in the story you tell. And it's details, but not just for sensationalism. And Roxanne talked about cutting off a scene and moving forward in time. And that line between information and sensationalism. So she's using that idea of cutting off the scene to move it from that sensationalism only piece. So in the same segment, I loved when Leslie brought up, what do I call this? You know, I don't need to resolve this, but have I not earned using this word? And that was so impactful to me. You know, that's the part of the evening that I almost leapt out of my seat for because I have struggled with what do I call it? You know, what's the word I use for this experience? And there are meanings that society places on the words that I want to use personally. So after the panel concluded, I approached Leslie about this topic and we really chatted about this indeterminate of what I want to call it, right? You know, and that this is part of my story. I can talk about how we have been socialized on the meaning of these words, but that doesn't mean I'm not applying it correctly to my own story. So I love being able to add that commentary piece into what I'm talking about. All right, three. The next takeaway was the concepts of empathy and trauma together. And Jacqueline brought up the idea of accountability, here are the ways I have been harmed and here are the ways I have harmed. You know, we are multidimensional. And this was supported by Leslie in the idea that when you are telling your story, you have your own perspective. So you write it, maybe, slanted toward that. Are you corralling the readers to be on your side in how you are presenting your story? She talked about thinking in her mind, what it is like for the other characters. Because when you think of the harm that you have also caused, you can bring in more true moments. And another favorite moment of the night came out of this when Tochi added that this is the miasma you are coming out of. Not one experience shaped you. Yes, right? And I literally had to look up the meaning of miasma, which is an oppressive atmosphere. So I loved learning that new word and applying it. And really, we are not one experience. That's not what shapes us wholly. Okay, takeaway number four. An audience member posed a question that really got reframed to be, how do you think about personal boundaries when writing about trauma? And Roxanne answered with, 
being clear with myself. What am I sharing this story for? What is my purpose? What am I comfortable with the worst person on the internet knowing and using against me? You know, and she shared how in her book, Hunger, which is her memoir, she told her parents not to read it. They know what the story is, but they didn't need to know all the details. And this parlayed into our families knowing about the trauma that we write about, which for so many of us who write memoir type work, this comes up. And Jacqueline talked about the story she tells that she frames it as the story she tells that had an impact on me. You know, it's how she remembers they were happening from her own perspective. She is telling her version of her story. And her siblings may have a different version, but they are at different ages and all different perspectives, right? So this issue, it comes up a lot for many of us who are writing about family and the like. It's a hard question to navigate. What are the boundaries of your own story? One, in how much you reveal about your story outwardly. And two, how others are part of the story. So I approached Jacqueline after the panel to talk about this because this one is so hard. You know, think about if you're writing about your family, you know, it is your story, but you know, you're not going out there to hurt people. You know, a lot of us who have a trauma story from childhood and it does involve other players, other characters. And it was interesting because some of the authors said that they where they shared that they have let others read their work before publishing it, not to edit it, but to hear the feedback and see if that changes their thinking of how they're writing this story. And Jacqueline was really supportive in speaking to afterward. You know, she was saying that there's just this freedom with just writing your story unfiltered because you're not worried about what others or your family may think. And, you know, I try and tell myself that this is all my memory and my story, and I'm not putting it out there again to hurt anyone else, though it may, because ultimately I was hurt through the experience. So I understand that it's powerful. So that was really that whole empathy piece. And, you know, it ties back to that thinking of of others as well. All right. And five, my last takeaway from the writing trauma panel is You can use form and structure of writing to help you move through trauma storytelling. Roxanne spoke about her book, Hunger, being written in vignettes. And she asked herself when writing, you know, if I took away flashback at points within the story, how would I let the reader know? And she moves in between time in some of her works. And Jacqueline brings up time management in the story. You know, why is this story happening now? Where are we in time and why are we telling it now? And this is really the key to it all. It encapsulates the four takeaways mentioned above. When you know why you are telling your story, you may be in a season of it or have survived and are looking back. You may feel that hope and that empathy. You know, your story can be told through different literary structures. There's that hero journey and flashbacks, or as Leslie wrote, her memoir, which is coming out in February 2024, is titled Splinters, and she wrote it in these splintered stories. So this event, for me, was so fulfilling. It was 
cerebral and a space that I needed to be and really step into. You know, it's one of these things to be working in a vacuum and getting your ideas out. But, you know, which is truly in shared spaces where inspiration comes from. And in this night's case, for me, permission comes from or validation comes from. You know, you're not the only one trying to figure this out. And, you know, it was just engaging to be in a space where people want to do the story, the mission, the emotions justice. As we all feel, there is depth to the experience and a true reason for putting it out there. But we live in a day and an age where the word trauma is really applied to so much. As of this episode right now, there are 5.5 billion views of hashtag trauma talk on TikTok. And writers have explored the concept of the trauma plot. And if everything is trauma, is anything? And they have basically posed the questions of, you know, has identifying and writing about your own trauma become trite? When everyone has some type of trauma, does it diminish your story? No, definitely not. And this is why the conversation had at the panel about writing trauma is so important. Pop culture has taken the concept and it may be doing it one way, but stories are as old as time and the connections we make through these stories are so valuable. So I want to encourage you to explore the resources linked in the show notes. You know, explore these writers who are performing this craft in such a way that it raises it up for us all. You know, follow through to their works. There are articles and essays, columns, and books that they have produced where you can see this ethical treatment of trauma in their writings. You know, and I mean, it does just suck that so many of us have had or are still processing what has happened to us. You know, we've had these experiences, but we are not alone, you know, so keep at your story and keep digging deeper into telling it. And if you know someone who is writing their story, please share this episode with them so that they can open their mind up to the writing trauma conversation. All right, everyone, have a great week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more information, links mentioned in this episode, and the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on and leave a review. Both of these make a really big difference. All right, until next time, keep playing the long game.